gonna sound like shit, but that's fine. The beautiful acoustics of my car. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Y'all move! It's time to p-p-p-p-podcast. Woohoo! Jimmy. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, those of you listening will notice that this episode sounds very different. Sounds bad. Uh, it sounds probably pretty bad That's by comparison. That's because the acoustics of my car are probably not that great. We're recording in Jimmy's car today. Hello. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, a weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Jimmy. Uh, and this week, our episode's coming to you a little late because we just watched Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie 4K Remastered. In theaters. In theaters. Uh, this was part of a Fathom event uh, here in Oh yeah, Portland. subtitled Pyramid of Light. Oh, subtitled Pyramid of Light. Very important. Very important. Uh, this is part of a Fathom event. It was a two-day theatrical release of the 4K remaster of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie, subtitled Pyramid of Pyramid Light. Of Light. <laughs> uh, in addition to the premiere sort of sneak peek of uh, the new Yu-Gi-Oh! series, Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. Uh, because we're in Jimmy's car, this will be a really quick episode, but I want to do is I I think I want to talk about maybe our best and worst of each. Does that sound good to you? Sure. I feel like for the movie, we don't really need to recap it. Go find Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie online somewhere. Um, I know I'm going to be watching it in the non 4k so that I can compare notes and maybe come back in a, in a new segment later. Uh Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll be able to find that. Uh, it is the movie. Uh, Jimmy, tell me about your best and worst of the movie. Tell me your best first. Tyler, I liked this movie. Wasn't it good? <laughs> I was amazed. This is the first time uh, that you've seen the movie. Yeah. And this is also the first time that I've seen the movie, surprisingly, actually. I've seen uh, one other Yu-Gi-Oh! movie, but it was not this one. It was, uh, I forget, Destiny something. Anyway, I feel like it was a much better introduction to the series than the series actually was itself. Absolutely. Even though it takes place a couple of years into the future, mm-hmm. um, it didn't really spoil a whole lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jimmy um, ate a whole bag of Cheetos popcorn. Yes. BT dubs. So if my voice sounds weird, it's because I am my throat is coated with uh, <laughs> Cheetos. I wouldn't say powder. It was more like an oil. <laughs> and then they... Never mind. If you see it in the theater, it's worth a tr- it's worth a try, but maybe not any more than that. I have never been more thankful for my inability to digest dairy. <laughs> uh, anyway, go on. You were you were saying about the movie. It doesn't spoil a whole lot, and it actually like actually goes into the uh, the magical aspects. It really plays them up, and it has all like all the best characters are there, and they're. And they have, like, actual funny lines. And good lines, occasionally. 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 There are some real stinkers in there. Uh, Yeah, no, I really like that this jumps in. Like, I think this is after season two, I believe. Um, And it's sort of after Yugi has become the world champ. He's defeated a whole bunch of people. He's got the three powerful Egyptian god cards that he uses to be essentially unstoppable. Uh, And so the whole plot of the movie... Isn't really it doesn't really pertain to the TV show so much as it is like, well, how do you stop an unstoppable card or trio of cards? I yes. Guess. Uh, so tell me uh, your. Should we start with the best? Should we start with the worst? 
first one, then the other. My best, uh, Kaiba's fucking dragon-shaped airplane. Yes! <laughs> yes! The blue eyes, white jet. <laughs> what the hell, Kaiba? So... Can we talk about this? Is Kaiba a furry? <laughs> I think Kaiba's a furry. Is the Kaiba's thing. obsessed with blue eyes, white dragons. He has all blue eyes, white dragon stuff. He spent billions of dollars engineering this blue eyes, white dragon jet. <laughs> I think he wants. I think he loves the blue eyes white dragon. That's why he spent so much money making these holographic interfaces, so he can like interface. And I won't go into more details because I don't want to with the blue eyes white dragon. That is the whole point of this giant holographic, the stadium-sized holo dome that he's built at his house or his. It's not clear in industrial complex. A little of both. I, uh, yeah, I keep picturing Kaiba with, like, one of those, um, you know those, like, boyfriend pillows or girlfriend, or, like, wife, Oh, a wife body pillow, pillows. yeah. Yeah, the, but with, like, the, the anime character printed on it. It's that, but it's Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> I'm sure there's fan art of this. Oh, God, there better be. Uh, yeah, the Blue Eyes White Jet is incredible, and the fact that there's this whole boot-up sequence where it's just him, like, shouting at a bunch of adults, and they're like, all right, I guess... Take off in the plane now, and your yeah. fucking blue eyes white jet. <laughs> he, yeah, in the scene immediately previous, before he gets in the jet, he's yelling at these engineers who are trying to like engineer a way for him to defeat Yugi mm -hmm. through this like statistically generated uh, system that can like predict what Yugi is going to do, and he can't do it, and for some reason it like blows up his equipment. And then he gets super mad at these guys and fires them. Which I will say is not my. And he has a really good line, but I, <laughs> I was... can't remember it. No, so this this is it's not my favorite, but I will give it an honorable mention because it's a very memorable line for me. And then the it's the scientists when they can't figure out in the simulation how Kaiba can beat Yugi with the cards that he currently has. They go, if you just give us some time to continue postulating. And Kaiba goes, That's why right. don't you start postulating yourselves a new job? <laughs> it's oh, so cheesy. It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, shit, I have to actually think of my best now. Holy <laughs> fuck. Uh, I think that my best is, like we were saying last week, uh, anything that Maximilian Pegasus has to do in oh, yeah. this movie Pegasus was gold. absolute best. His introduction to this movie is he has this nightmare uh, where some mysterious force breaks into his like hidden safe, goes inside this locked briefcase in the hidden safe, and adds a card to his secret deck. And he wakes up, and the first thing out of his mouth is, no more white wine spritzes for me before bed. <laughs> best character, hands down. Best character, hands down. Literally a scene later, it's probably like 8 o'clock in the morning, Kaiba shows up at his mansion on, on Duelist Kingdom. In his fucking VTOL, like, dragon in jet landing white in, jet. in Pegasus' uh, like, archipelago, like, island kingdom. Right? And, and so... At his and, mansion. <laughs> and, like, then, um... Pegasus is just chilling out on his deck by his pool, next to his 
lake, and then it was like, oh, hello, didn't see you there. You just had a giant dragon jet flying over your house. And he's so <laughs> surprised, and, and his, his weird, like, childlike suave is so amazing to me, and he's sitting there by his pool, drinking a red wine spritzer <laughs> that is uh, Cabernet, no, what was it? It was uh, Chateau Pegasus, 1982. <laughs> Holy shit, this dude uses his card money, his dueling monsters money, to start a winery. What the <laughs> fuck? In a kid's in a kid's show. Yeah. In a kid's show. Uh it's so great. Pegasus, I think, is my is 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 just my everything. Uh there's another great moment with Pegasus. I'm trying to think of what exactly well, it so is. Well, so towards towards the end there's a really great moment with Pegasus where uh he <laughs> Like saves everyone by summoning two of his tune monsters. Oh yeah, uh, he's like his secret like ultimate deck has all these like random goofy characters in it. And we're and we're actually we're coming to that episode pretty quick where all those cards are introduced. And so in the movie, what's really funny is he introduces uh, the Tune Town card, the Tune World card, where uh, all his cartoon monsters live. And Kaiba's like. Oh, you're still playing with that shit, huh? All right, well, here we go. And Pegasus just like, all right, motherfucker, you're going and, to... And just, like, lays down. He just goes hard at Kaiba with these super horrible cartoon cards. Uh, yeah, they're really bad. You know, I just really remembered the, uh, the part I was thinking of is when um, that same scene where Kaiba comes up to him and he's like, I'm here to... You've 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 definitely got some like hidden cards secret secreted away that's right, that's when right. you designed the game, so no one can use like the three gods against you. And I was like, it's called game balance, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Wizards of the Coast <laughs> has like some se- super secret magic cards locked away in a vault? So if anyone wants to like fight them in a game, there's like, oh, I play this card that I printed that says I win the game. Well. Which is basically what Exodia is. Which is basically what Exodia is, and definitely a thing that Pegasus has done. Like, he, he, in the episodes that we're getting to in the show, he, like, legitimately wrote cards that there's only one of, and only he has it, <laughs> that just, like, let him wreck shit. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Kaiba comes to Pegasus to try and find a card to beat the Egyptian god cards, and Pegasus's line is really great. He goes, you know, maybe a long time ago I, I used to be the creator of this game, but now I just make beautiful spaces for the fishies. And he, like, gestures out to this <laughs> beach, and there's no, there are no fish. It's just yeah. water. <laughs> well, he's got the pond in the foreground, and then the beach, and then the lake or ocean that he's... I think it's an ocean. Yeah, that makes sense. He's got like water inception there, and he's like making these like happy little I, uh, habitats it's for so them. So great! It's so great. All right, what's your worst? Worst is how they t- to fill up the whole length of the movie. They just shoehorned in a bunch of duels. Yes, and they got really boring. Yes, uh, yes. What? Where? Where did you find yourself getting uh, bored with the movie? Um, probably don't, about don't halfway the through. Okay. <laughs> It was like at the beginning, it was like, okay, yeah, we need to show some actual magic duels to to show this, and then they just started going on for like ten minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. It was like we don't need to see this; you can just cut to the end and have them lose or whatever. Right. Well, and it's it's interesting because it's like what maybe twenty minutes into this movie, maybe le- maybe a little less, maybe fifteen minutes into this movie, where uh, Mokuba comes to to. Yugi and is like, hey, my brother Kaiba is looking for you. 
uh, he's been acting really strange. You need to go, like, duel him. And they go, and they start the duel, and uh, everything kind of goes to shit when he plays the Pyramid of Light card, name of the movie. Uh, And that duel is taking place the rest of the film. Yeah. That's the whole rest of the movie, and then there's other stuff going on in the background. So, yeah, they do really just stretch that out, don't they? Also, um... That it's really weird. Another weird thing is Mokubo comes up and he's like, "Hey, you need you need to help my brother." And Yugi had like this premonition that um, Kaiba was in trouble. But like, why does he care so much about Kaiba? Who gives a shit about Kaiba? He's the he's so obnoxious. Yeah, I yeah. He was like, I get that he is like the antagonist, but that he's such an asshole to Yugi. I mean, if anyone's a a worthy opponent is Pegasus here. Absolutely. And he, like, cares so much about Kaiba, who clearly doesn't care about anything other than beating him and, like, fucking a blue-eyes white dragon, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the the duels in this movie were just a little... It went a little They long. went on. Yeah. Yeah, they do... They do drone on. <laughs> uh, what was your worst? My worst. God. I think... Okay. Uh, hmm. How do I start? My worst is something that was brought up in fucking episode one of Yu-Gi-Oh! the television series. And that is the friendship symbol. The friendship symbol. symbol. The friendship symbol I can't that Taya draws in her hand. Back. So part of this thing is the Pyramid of Light sucks in uh, the souls of Yugi, Tristan, and Joey uh, into the Millennium Puzzle. And they're like wandering on the Millennium Puzzle. This is and like it turns crazy out, MC Escher yeah. staircase bizarre world. In right. There. And and Yugi's like, oh, okay, the Pharaoh lives here. I've been here before, uh, which we see later on in the series. Um, and he goes to try to find the Pharaoh, but instead they find the tomb of Anubis, who's the, the actual main villain of the series. Uh, and there's zombies and shit. And at a certain point, Taya, who is still outside the, the Thunderdome, uh, the, the Kaiba Dome, I guess, is uh, rescued via helicopter by Pegasus, and she's with Mokuba and Grandpa and Pegasus, and she looks at the Pyramid of Light and goes, my friends need me, I just know it. And she goes to fucking jump out of this helicopter that is above a stadium, and she's like, all right, no, I'm ready to do it. And she's standing there as a helicopter, and the Pyramid of Light sucks her spirit. She, like, astral projects herself, like, base jumping style. Yeah, she spirit jumps into the Pyramid of Light. And the th- here's the thing that happens. So she floats inside the Millennium Puzzle and she appears before Tristan and Joey and Yugi and she's this like glowing spectral form and she doesn't kick ass. I mean, she kicks a little ass later on, but she doesn't like, she doesn't go in spiritual guns a-blazing, she goes, remember our friendship. And she holds up her hand, and the the quarter of a smiley face starts glowing on her hand, and it starts glowing at everyone else's hands, they put their hands together, and the smiley face glows uh, again. And then they decide, oh, we can actually, like, instead of having to play a card game, we can actually just punch these mummies, and it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're dead. They're oh, super yeah. weak. Oh, yeah, physical <laughs> violence will actually work here, which is a thing I'm so amazed they haven't tried before. Uh, and, uh, you know, things go on there for a while, but there comes a point where Yugi has an idea of how to defeat 
Anubis once and for all, or at least get out of the Millennium Puzzle. And he splits himself off from the group. And as a way to tell the group everything's going to be okay, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't, he doesn't explain his plan. He just holds up that same the back of his fucking hand. right hand, the back of his right hand. Nothing glows, nothing appears, nothing is drawn there, but they know. It's just like a weird friendship That's where salute. the friendship simply used to be. It's the weirdest thing. It's just like... Uh, That's how I'm going to greet you from now just on. Just hold up the back of your hand. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, I fucking hate that. Just There's so much of this movie where they go out of their way to give as much exposition as possible. Like, people explain the plot of this movie several times throughout the film. I did notice that. And this is the one time where there's no exhibition, but there totally should have been. They co- uh, Yugi could have explained his whole plan. He could have been like, I figured it out. This is why this is this. And the dagger's over there. I'm gonna go find the dagger real quick. You guys just hang tight. Fight these mummies for me. No, instead he holds up the back of his... <laughs> fucking hand. <laughs> Pisses me off. That reminds me, um, I think one of my favorite lines was early on when uh, Yugi is being mobbed at school by all these like mm, randos yes. who went to battle him. And then, yeah, so Yugi's like the most well-known duelist ever and people are coming for him now. Yeah, just like random strangers can come onto his school ground, his uh, the school grounds and just challenge these kids, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's... Uh, Joey and um, Tristan, and uh, Joey says, eh, smells like trouble. And Tristan <laughs> says, oh, sorry, that was me. <laughs> it, has, it makes me wonder, because they've been running for a bit at that point. They're like yeah. running from the crowd. It makes me wonder what, if Tristan was making a joke or if he was actually exuding some kind of a smell. If so, what? <laughs> if he actually like farted or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or like it was sweaty. I don't know. I don't know. I loved that line. Anyway, I, it seemed like the... Uh, the adaptation of the writing into English uh, got a little bit better in it this. Did, uh, it did. I was in this movie. I was going to say too, like the the references that Joey makes, I feel like are a lot more fitting to kind of where they were going with his character in the series. Uh, right before that line, he is trying to protect Yugi by telling people to instead challenge him first, and Joey goes, "I'm the uh, the Godfather of card games. I'm a contender." <laughs> I could have been the contender. And he starts doing this, like, Godfather accent. Impression, yeah. And it's the fucking best. It's <laughs> so good, because he's just a cocky little asshole who doesn't actually know shit. And that's so perfect for his character. Anyway, I like this movie a lot more than the episodes we've seen so far. So Absolutely, absolutely. What did you think of the, the 4K aspect of it? Um, It looked great. It looked fine. It looked like a cartoon that you see on the big screen yeah 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 absolutely i i think uh i don't i mean the the 4k thing i don't really know that i could tell that it was 4k it was high resolution it was well drawn uh i'm curious to see the non-remastered version because i feel like this was just that plus more lighting like there are maybe more highlights and shadows on the models that i remember from the yeah. TV show. Everything, a few little weird things here and there where like suddenly you'll have like a close up one of the characters and it's like drawn kind of crudely, but then it zooms out and it's because he's like in the back of this like larger frame mm-hmm. and they just didn't bother to like animate that whole thing. They just drew him in the larger frame and zoomed into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a couple like weird technical aspects stood out to me. Like the fact that every time there's like a magical effect, it's just a, like a looping texture 
in After Effects that they, like, cut out. Yeah, I definitely noticed that for the intro. It was really weird going from the really well-drawn, uh, like, cold open animation to the cgi It's that very, intro. like, shitty, like, early 2000s CGI yeah. for, like, kid shows and stuff. Speaking of early 2000s, shout out to the soundtrack of this movie. <laughs> Holy shit, what a gem. What a gem. Every single vibe, every single note was perfect early 2000s, pop punk, top 40. Uh, it, it sounded like, uh, it's, it sounded like a, not Spice Girls, who am I thinking of? Um, it sounded like a Cheetah Girls concert. <laughs> like Cheetah Girls and- If they were singing um, about card games no the whole doubt. time. Yeah, yeah, if they were singing about card games the whole time. It was really weird. Um, Damn, I want to buy that soundtrack now. I'm sure you can get it. Oh, no, I can. They said in the credits. I can I can oh, buy it online. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about the movie? No. All right, cool. Uh, go watch it. I'm pretty sure I saw it on YouTube, uh, either for free or they do that thing where you can purchase now. Um, certainly on iTunes. Uh, I'll have to check Netflix. I honestly don't remember if it's there or not. This leads us to... The second half of this episode, Vrains. Vrains. <laughs> so this event was not only the theatrical premiere of the 4K remaster of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie, subtitle Pyramid of Light. Holy shit, that title. <laughs> uh, it was the premiere of a... I don't know. I guess it was a full episode? It didn't really feel like no, a full episode. No, it felt like little snippets here and there that they had plucked from the, the story. So it made no sense looking at it. Because they had no context with each other. Yeah, so it was the premiere teaser-ish of the new Yu-Gi-Oh! series, Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. Uh, it's basically, uh, from what I gathered, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! meets Ghost in the Shell. Kind of, yeah. That was kind of the, the vibe I got from it. It's a sort of cyber world digital version of... Yu-Gi-Oh, where instead of there being a shadow realm, there is what's called the Cyberse, which I think is Cyber Universe, and I don't know why they didn't go with Cyverse with a V. They very explicitly said, sometimes, a dozen times per sentence, Cyberse. I thought they were talking about Cybers, like their characters. Like in that and the and the um the little AI guy was a cyber. No, no, no. Was it not? No, it was so so kind the, of so, unclear. So it opens in a digital world. <laughs> it was extremely unclear. It was extremely unclear. It opens in a digital world and reminded me a lot of um do you remember Mega Man Battle Network? I remember the name. I don't think I ever watched it. So it was Mega Man, but it's in a digital world and they're AI characters, sort of like reboot in a way, uh -huh. if you remember that. Uh, so it opens in, in a very clearly digital universe, and there are several AI that have been trapped by a what we learned later is a hacker, uh, and they are in the cybers. And the hacker is saying he's going to destroy the cybers. And one of these AI constructs, pardon me, frees himself and hides the cybers away from the rest of the universe so that it cannot be found or destroyed. And then that AI gets shattered into a million pieces by the hacker's dragon card, because it's still Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, the Knights of Hanoi. The Knights of Hanoi is the, is the group of hackers. I, do you remember the lead hacker's name? No, I just remember he had a stupid outfit. 
He had a really stupid outfit with a kind of cool mask with like a uh, like a brainiac design on it and big yellow eyes. Uh, fast forward to uh, a teenager in a virtual reality game playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, as you do. As you do, who turns out to actually be a high school kid, uh, as you do, who wants to... I don't know, be the very best that ever was. He calls himself the playmaker in the virtual reality artificial intelligence network system. I'm trying to Google what exactly brains stand for. So there's a a virtual reality world where they all play dual monsters called Link Vrains. And it's it's essentially just an AI world. It's sort of uh, Sword Art Online-esque or um, uh, Dot Hack. Uh, where they go into a virtual world and that's where they play the card games because apparently we're in a future now where card games can't be played in real life. <laughs> um, it's not worth it unless you can like fight each other with virtual monsters. Yeah. Again, like I don't know how much we really need to get into the plot here. I, I was actually really into it. I was really digging it. It gives off this very... I didn't like, like it. You didn't it was like extremely it? cheesy. It felt like every other... like. Mid two thousands, like low tier anime, see, with like they put it in computers because become now computers are cool mm-hmm. and it's all like AI and they can make a bunch of like hacker jokes and stuff. And see, that's exactly what I liked about it. Is it felt like something that I would have watched in like two thousand three. Like it felt like very sort of late season uh, Digimon or uh, Code Lyoko. I was just thinking of Code Lyoko, uh, and it gives off this like. Yeah, computers are cool, kids. Uh, sort of like hack into the cyberverse. Yeah, ride sort the of, data sort storm. of hack the world, hack or hack the planet. Pardon me. Wow, uh, hackers uh, surfing the the digital webs. In, in one point, literally surfing the internet. Uh, there is a surfboard online, and uh, you know, sort of a cool kid meets technology with kind of a noir feel in a way, like. There are a few different superpowers kind of angling for the same thing, one of which is the kid, turns out. Um, him and his friend... Because he's the hack, best hacker. He's the best hacker. Him and his friend are actually combined, I think, the best hackers, and they run out of a... A hot food dog, cut. A, a food, food cart, cart stand. Yeah. A uh, hot dog stand called, uh, what was it, Cafe Nom? Yeah. Uh, which I, I, is just fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know what? I, I really dug it. I'm probably going to watch this on the side. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think I'll, I'll I'll get into it. I gotta figure out where I may have to re up my uh, Crunchyroll my, my Crunchyroll subscription. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I have high hopes for it, though. I I think it's one of those that could really kind of bring back what I loved about that era of television, even if that era of television was complete shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have good news for you. Yeah, in the Tokyo Anime Award Festival. It got number 52 in the best 100 TV anime of 2017. Smack dab in the fucking middle. Just where I like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, so, and you, you've got the, the wiki up now. Yeah. So the season, the first season is out in Japan at least, and it's coming out here? Yeah. It began airing in Tokyo on May 10th of last year. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, so they've just redubbed it in English uh, and are starting to release it here soon. In English, I think, because uh, according to this, it's been simulcast with English subtitles uh, by Crunchyroll, actually. 
Oh, with so English. Oh, go. okay. So, pardon me. So, English subs, sure. This is the first premiere of dubs. Yeah. Subs, not dubs. Uh, actually, man, subs for this is probably pretty rad. Like, because they have a lot of really uh, sort of unique characters. There's one character that so far all we've seen of them is a, a giant bishop chess piece. That was actually uh, kind of cool. That was kind of neat. I feel like there are probably some really cool voices going on uh, in the original uh, dub, in the Japanese dub of this. Um, yeah, I, yeah, all over. I, I think this is a, a good waste of, uh, I think total I spent like 40 bucks. Um, yeah, I'd do it again. You have any yeah. final comments? No, I just want to say this. I went into this movie completely blind. Um, unlike the first season of the show, which has been spoiled a little for me, even though I can't remember most of it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Neat. Good. Well, uh, we will be back uh, on a mostly regular schedule uh, next week. We're going to be doing episode four of the TV series. The name of that episode, I cannot remember. But that's fine. You'll know. Season one, episode four. Uh, and until next time, it's time to uh, 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 end the episode. You're not going to say link into the brains? It's time. <laughs> oh, shit. Because that's what they say. That's what they say. Okay, I'm not excited anymore. I'm just going to cut this off. <laughs>